When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into War Chant TV, ACC meeting roundtable time. I'm Jeff Cameron. WarChant.com. You see Corey Clark. You see Tom. And you see the founder and administrator of WarChant.com. He's Gene Williams. We got some things to get off our chest. Ira Chaffel is there at the ACC meetings. He'll be grabbing coaches and talking about all these storylines, the ones that are most important to all of you guys and us, of course, as Florida State is sadly still a member of the ACC. So before we address all of that, I want to remind you to like and subscribe to Warchant TV, Warchant.com. Helps others find uh, the content they're so desperately searching for, which is this topic about how it is. We're going to narrow the revenue gap. Maybe that's where I'll start with things here soon uh, and or leave the conference altogether. Maybe it could happen. So don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, again, all week long, Ira Chaffel, our own Ira Chaffel, is there at the ACC meetings. He'll be joining folks on Wake Up War Chant, of course, and the Jeff Cameron Show tomorrow. Corey and Tom and myself will be doing some of the headlines. You want to watch that as well. I'm sure we'll address all of this and talk to Ira as well. So don't forget, like and subscribe, and stay tuned for all the best content here on Warchant TV and WarChant.com. All right, guys, let's flash some of the numbers here. These are disgusting numbers for all of us as we move ahead and we start to look at the projected payout estimates for the ACC. I should say the lowly ACC and the Pac-12, and the Big 12, and then you see the big kahunas up there, the Big 10 and the SEC, and it's only going to get more and more disparate as the years go by, as you see the future incomes of those that have and those that have not, and what that all means. And, of course, we can go back to when this all started, the grant of rights deal. Gene, I, I want to start with you, first of all, and and get to the, the big topic here, which is as these payouts grow for the SEC and the Big 10, and the numbers get more and more stark for the ACC and the Pac-12 and the Big 12. You just wonder an already dominating atmosphere, or I should say landscape, excuse me, with the SEC and the Big 10. That gap is only going to grow bigger. We're seeing evidence of that now in the draft. We're seeing this with television revenue. We're seeing this across the board. And usually that means uh, that those that aren't in on the big payout, the money trough, as I like to say, don't win championships, don't compete for them, and don't give themselves much of an opportunity to compete down the line either. You take this anywhere you want to go, big man, because it's a weighty subject. Yeah, it definitely is. And you can say what you want about, you know, oh, Florida State can do less with more. You know, it was different when it was a million or two is the difference. And now we're looking at those projections that uh, we had up there and Matthew's producing. Thank you for putting those up. I think the difference, the 2022 estimate, we're not official right now, it's 23. 3 million of the SEC, it's 26 million, the Big 12 or the Big 10. What's really concerning, if you go just three years down the road, that gap goes up another 10 million. 
That's because the Big Ten's renegotiating their contract. As we all know, the SEC is going to add Texas and Oklahoma. That really beefs up what they have in terms of TV revenue. And because Florida State locked itself in and the ACC locked itself into that grant of rights through 2036, there's not really an opportunity to renegotiate to try to up those numbers. Now, I don't know if it would make much of a difference the way the ACC is comprised right now. Really, is there a whole lot more value in the conference? And you're right, Jeff. I mean, that's the ultimate problem is with more and more money, say what you want, but it gives you more opportunity, whether that's support staff, facilities, there's a way to divert that to NIL. No matter how this conference landscape plays out, having more money gives you more resources and it gives you a better opportunity to win. Doesn't mean you can't win, but man, you better do everything absolutely perfect if you want to compete with the big boys and that you're you're getting further, further behind the race. It's like running a 40-yard dash. You started five yards behind him. In three, four years, you're going to be 10, 15 yards behind the guy that's running. You just realistically, you can't catch those people. So that's what's so scary if you're an ACC member like Florida State right now. How in the world can you catch up with the SEC and the Big Ten at this rate? Corey, with feeble revenue streams being the reality for teams in the ACC, what do you want to hear Jim Phillips say this week to our own Irish Chappelle and the rest of the assembled media there about what the ACC is going to do to make up this gap or at least provide a competitive marketplace? Yeah, well, I want to know that it's important to him. I think it is. I think he's a guy that understands what football means in the in the uh, on the landscape now because it's everything. You know, 25 years ago, college basketball was a big deal. It is not anymore. The overriding moneymaker in this in this country right now is football. And when you go back to those numbers, um, it's startling when you just look at it on the on the on the page like we had it. But those last four years that we showed on that graph, the SEC will each SEC team will make roughly $400 million. Each ACC team in that same span will make roughly $200 million. It is the Yankees and the Rays. And again, you can be the Rays and you have a chance if you're really good and know what you're doing, but the revenue gap is what's going to ruin this sport. People talk about NIL and with good reason, in the transfer portal with good reason. This revenue gap is ruining the sport. It is going to make it where there are only two parts of the country that care, really only one part of the country um, and that's the SEC that really, truly cares and invests. And you're not giving anybody else a real chance. So I don't know what can be done. I'd love for them to renegotiate with ESPN. I'd love with ESPN to understand what it's doing to the sport and understand that, man, how about instead of the SEC making $400 million and the ACC making $200 million, how about they both make $300 million and let's see what happens. Because you're trying to build the sport. You're trying to sustain the sport. And in 10 years, if it's just Alabama and Georgia the whole time every year, people are going to stop watching. I just promise you they will. So I hope they under, I, I would love for him to be in talks with ESPN to renegotiate, to get better numbers, or maybe the, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Not the SEC is going to say no to more money, but for the betterment of the sport, something has to change or there won't be a sport for my grandkids to care about. It will go the way of horse racing or boxing. It just will not be a big sport in this country because the NFL is great. You know why the NFL is great? Because every team, if I'm a Falcons fan, there is a chance in two years that's a playoff team. There's a chance, right? Well, that's how the NFL is built. The Bucks went from terror. I know they got Tom Brady. They went from not great to the Super Bowl. That's the beauty of the NFL. No college football teams feel like that right now. Florida State don't feel, fans don't feel like they can win a national championship in two years, and that hurts the sport. Tom, Jim Phillips said when he was brought in as commissioner of the ACC that he wanted all of the schools to reimagine football 
in the ACC and to put it at the forefront to ensure that it got the proper attention it deserved. It won't matter no matter how much focus they put on the sport if they don't have competing funds. When he says reimagine football, I think it's a bigger term. I think it's a, dip, a bigger phrase. How would you have Jim Phillips reimagine football in the ACC? Because short of doing that and forcing our way out of this conference or other members of the ACC joining forces to do that, namely Clemson and a few others, I don't know what he can do to change the fortunes of his member institutions. Uh, it sounds like he's looking for the rhetoric to help him, you know, stave off execution. Um, reimagine it as Division Two. I, I don't know because that's where it's going. And the hard part is, even for these big conferences, in terms of payouts in the Big Ten and the SEC, they're going to be making windfalls of money. Like think about Indiana football. I mean, really, that that's a football program that's worth as much money as that graph put up, 75, 90 million dollars a year. They're going to rake rake in that kind of money. There's fat to trim out of those great conferences too, in terms of great in terms of the revenue that they're going to be generating. It's just it seems like the birthing process here is it has nothing to do with the ACC. It has everything to do with brands. And you're going to have to hope that the TV networks wise up and realize that you want to spread appeal across the country and you want to spread appeal beyond a couple of conferences. And if that means that you've got to poach and do what the SEC has done with the blessing, of course, of ESPN and grab a Texas and Oklahoma in order to move those dominoes and knock them down, then great. Because at some point here in the near future, the, the networks are going to realize that the ACC, the Big 12, and the Pac-12 are way too expensive for the amount of return on investment they're going to get. But a couple of properties from each of those conferences, two of them just been poached from the Big 12, but like a Clemson, a Florida State, and a Miami who still have a lot of brand equity and also will you know, they'll garner big ratings on an opening weekend or for a good non-conference matchup. I think that's next is the, is the executives are going to look for a pathway in order to poach those programs from those conferences that are not being paid a lot of money right now, save themselves the bill on the ACC, the big 12 or uh, the, uh, the PAC 12 and consolidate those things into one giant bill to pay instead of a bunch of little guys and a couple of giants, you have one big bill to pay. You spread it across ESPN and Fox and whoever else wants to get involved. Turner sports is involved in a lot of things these days or streaming services. Um, I know that doesn't answer your question about Jim Phillips because I don't know that there is any reimagining that can be done uh, unless you can imagine away the contract that they've signed and the granted rights that they've signed. I don't know that there's anything you really can do except sit tight and hope the tectonic plates shift your way if you're Florida State. All right, really quickly, guys, because there's a couple of other things here. Obviously, our own Irish Chaffel, Warchant.com, is over there uh, in Ponte Vedra at uh, Amelia Island and an opportunity to, to talk with the officials there, and we'll be getting news. There'll be other discussions. And and short of complaining about our predicament in the ACC, uh, I wonder what other avenues there are for positive developments in the ACC. I know one of the subject matters has to do with ridding, and this is across the board in the Power Five, perhaps uh, divisions, and that would change scheduling. Gene, I'll come back to you on this. What are you interested in hearing about in that regard? Uh, no more divisions, and how would that affect scheduling in the future for Florida State and other teams in the ACC? Yeah, the ACC and uh, the NCAA are looking this right now about possibly eliminating that requirement of divisions to have a title game, which I think would be a great idea. Why tie yourself down? Plus, we see it all the time. You have some lame coastal team that gets in there that doesn't deserve to be in there. That's pretty much every year, it seems like. But to me, that's even better for scheduling because you're not tied into playing Syracuse and all these teams every year. You don't want to do it. You can make it more geographically tied in. I think Pete Thamel had a uh, had a tweet about this just recently 
about what's going on there. And a couple of the proposals are to, you know, A, you have two, two or three permanent members that you would play every year. Obviously for Florida State, that would be Miami would be definitely one of them to who the other one or two would be. And then you just rotate the rest of them around evenly, which would create more variety in your schedule, which I'm all for. I wouldn't even mind seeing it lean to more geographic. So you want to talk about the revenue gap. Well, part of that is also cutting down on expenses. You don't have to travel to Syracuse every other year. You can probably save yourself a little bit of money. You know, let Syracuse and BC play each other uh, eight times a year and uh, keep everybody else out of that, in my opinion. But no, so I I think it's a good move and it sounds like it's going to happen. So I do think it'll help. And, you know, for Florida State, I think it'll make the schedule more interesting and more geographically centric, which is always good for fans also to be able to get to the games more easily. Well, Corey and Tom, I would guess that a vote would be had by all of us here to say one of those permanent opponents should be Georgia Tech, yes? Absolutely, baby. That's right down the road. And so is Clemson. <laughs> so is Clemson for you that You don't want to put Clemson and Miami as your two permanent ones. I don't know. Would you want to do that? I mean, yes. Yeah, oh. you would. I mean, what 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 hurts you from playing Georgia Tech every year? Nothing. I mean, as well, far Georgia as like, Tech, yeah. it's, I mean, but who else do you want? Louisville? Virginia? Like, it's not like there's another great name out there you want to play that's going to bring people to your stadium. Because none of these fans travel. None of them. Uh, Virginia Tech and Clemson. Those are the two fan bases that travel. And Miami, if they're decent, will travel. But other than that, no. So it's not like you're you're losing out on this great game. I think Florida State and Georgia Tech should play every year. Miami and Clemson. Florida State, Miami, Florida State, Clemson should play every year. You can make that happen. That is simple. It's easy. Just do it. And if it's geographical, that's fine. I can go three years without seeing Florida State play Duke or Florida State play Wake. You know, it just... Make, get more marquee matchups in this in this conference. Now, it'll help when Florida State gets good again. Um, but until then, just get some more geographical matchups for the, for the teams in this conference that matter because there aren't many. Yeah, I think the more we have this discussion, and Tom, you can weigh in on a vote of which teams you want, but it is an exercise in futility to some extent because what we end up coming back to is what we talked about in the open, which was we just want to get out of here. We just <laughs> want to leave this conference. I mean, I don't know what the other intriguing – Talking points will be out of the ACC meetings this week. Uh, again, Irish Chappelle will have him, and he'll join us on Wake Up War Chant, the Jeff Cameron Show. We may even have another forum. Who knows if something breaks uh, of great magnitude? I don't know, but that's what it comes back to. You're like, yeah, there's like four teams I'd like to play every year in this conference. Everybody else can go to hell. They're really not marquee mar- matchups. They really wouldn't generate much revenue anyhow. Well, and that's how the, the networks feel, and, and that's how the viewers feel, too. It's like I, I'm not racing to my television for a 3.30 kickoff or a 4 o'clock kickoff on ACC Network because Duke and Wake are playing. Like that, That's never going to happen. And the question I asked you know, when we were doing the show earlier today, Jeff, is like I, I think if you were doing a futures wager, I know that the grant of rights is until 2036, but if you're doing a futures wager and say 10 years from now, does the ACC exist as we know it? I think it might be even money either way. Minus 100, plus 100, whatever you want to call it. It might be even money either way. But how about five years from now? Will the ACC exist five years from now as we currently know it? I think while it might be an underdog that it does not exist, I don't think it's a huge underdog. I don't think you're getting 10 to 1 odds. You might be getting 3 to 1 odds. It just feels like, I know we're having a discussion specifically about the ACC, but it just feels like everything that's moving around in the game of college football with NIL and Transfer Portal, and now we're having a discussion on conference revenue, there are big dominoes to fall. The good thing for FSU is that they've got the brand to be on the good side of wherever those dominoes fall for the future. But um, in the interim, you just got to have to live through these growing pains and hope that your closest opponent in the ACC is on the damn schedule every year. It's the only school within five hours from here. So absolutely put Georgia Tech on the schedule in the short term. In the long term, 
we'll see who Florida State has scheduled year in and year out. But because I don't think 10 years from now it's going to be in the ACC as we currently know it. I think that'll Certainly be college football in general, though, right? Like, I, yeah, I don't know that we think – they might break away from the NCAA altogether. It might not even have conferences 15 years from now. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be more like the NFL – um, but yeah, I, I do think that the, the landscape has changed so much that a break away from the NCAA and making its own entity with a commissioner, please, heavens, a commissioner that knows what they're doing would be so good for this sport. And it's what it desperately needs instead of competing conferences um, that compete against the goodwill of the sport. Uh, so or, or just the, the betterment of the sport. So hopefully that changes more than anything. And I think to jump in here, I think doesn't that, that solves a lot of these issues. We're debating all these hot topics. At the end of the day, if we have this super conference you're talking about, Corey, where you break away with a commissioner, they negotiate one big TV contract, they follow the NFL parity model, all this stuff kind of maybe come up with some kind of agreement with the players to have some kind of NIL limitations. It solves a lot of problems. But here's the elephant in the room that I think we're kind of afraid to talk about right now. Look at the Big 12. Look at the Big 10. A lot of these contracts that are up there, grant of rights, are up in the next two, three years. So when you go, let's say in the next two, three years, that super conference becomes a reality. What happens to a Florida State? What happens to a Clemson when they go, you guys are locked in. There's no way Wake, BC, these teams, these deadweight teams, Duke, are going to give that up because that's we're, FSUs are cash cows. So is Clemson. They desperately will fight tooth and nail to keep that going. So could Florida State and Clemson be left in the lurch if the Super Conference happens in the next couple of years because of the grant of rights? No, they okay. wouldn't. They're, okay, they're Corey, too, explain how that's going to happen. How do you Mar get out of that Maryland contract? broke their contract. That was before the grant of rights was not done at that point. They got out right before the grant of rights kicked but in. But you would have to pay a large sum of money to leave. But it, oh, will be, hundreds it, would of millions. Be worth, it would be worth to the conference that you're going to, to the TV revenue you're going to be making for this Super Conference, it will be worth them to yeah. them to pay that money. I don't think FSU can FSU. write that check. If that happens in a couple so years, not, I don't FSU think they have enough money. The, FSU, FSU won't that's write right. that check. FSU okay. won't write that check, Gene. FSU won't write that check. Is, I think it, Corey, is it worth it for the Super Conference to pay whatever, $500 million or whatever the heck it's going to be to get FSU? Well, every day, every day that goes by uh, sure. is a day closer to being able to stroke that check. It gets smaller each year that goes by. I, I wonder how long you have to hold on. You're yeah. holding on for dear life. Can you hold on for a year, maybe two years, <laughs> till something like that comes to fruition? Listen, we could end up lamenting this for the next five hours yeah we don't have the time to do that but it's yeah. an interesting week at the acc meetings our own irish chaffel is there let, yes let Tom, Tom, get in. come on Tom. Tom, I mean, Tom got his finger up yeah we want, we want thing. well i don't want I, I hate like around the horn so i don't want to do that thing where it's just like you're screaming at the top of your lungs but the one thing left is the amount of votes gene that's the one thing i'd say is if you have enough teams in the acc that want out you know north carolina could get poached by the big 10 you could see that as a natural fitter duke certainly virginia Clemson, Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech, maybe to an SEC half of whatever super conferences are formed. So if you can find a way to get to the votes necessary, that there's eight teams in the ACC that are like, yeah, we're good. Maybe there's something that triggers in the contract that says you have to have a simple majority. So that's the only other thing I throw out there. Of course, there's going to be a huge check if you don't get those votes, but you might have enough member institutions that want out at a certain point in the next three nope. or four years. that maybe My it's understanding, like, it's a super majority. I forget the number, but it's a lot more than half. To also, get if Wake Forest home. is going to be, if Wake Forest is going to have an issue with it, maybe their mascot has a little motorcycle. <laughs> 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 Just throwing that out now there. Now we're talking. Just throwing the ra the rambling wreck crashes into the, yeah, uh, I mean, to the motorcycle. There we go. We this is the level of desperation we feel in the <laughs> ACC. We're openly discussing hits.
on other member institutions of the ACC if they stand in our way to a mass exodus of those that care to play big boy football. Irish Chappelle will have more logical discussion from the ACC meetings throughout the week right here on Warchant TV, Warchant.com, Wake Up Warchant, The Jeff Cameron Show, Seminole Headlines, you name it. Stay tuned, of course. Like and subscribe, as always, so you know when the next video pops up and you can get more of this great content. For Corey and Tom and Gene, I'm Jeff. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Our thanks to Matthew for producing the video. Be well. Until next time.